Welcome to Radio 5G, where we sort fact from fiction, conspiracy from falsehood, reality from the unknown. And by doing so, we change the collective consciousness of humanity. A production of CosmicReality.com And welcome to Radio 5G that will play on October 26, 2022. It is a pre-recording. My name is Nancy Hopkins, and with me is Mark Joseph for the second hour. Okay, we're going to listen to an interview with Dr. Jane Ruby and Todd Callender, the lawyer who testified before Congress regarding adverse reactions to the shot in military personnel. It's on the Rumble Station, Stu Peters Network, dated September 28, 22. And the title of it is... Get ready for this one. Jabbed are now a new human species. Homo Borg Genesis. Okay, then. Let's get on with the show. We'll see you in an hour. Here's a quote. Once technology enables us to re-engineer human minds, Homo sapiens will disappear. Human history will come to an end in a completely new kind of process will begin, which people like you and me cannot comprehend. Many scholars try to predict how the world will look in 2100 or 2200, but this is a waste of time. Any worthwhile prediction must take into account the ability to re-engineer human minds, and this is impossible. There are many wise answers to the question, what would people with minds like ours do with biotechnology? Yet there are no good answers to the question. What would beings with a different kind of mind do with biotechnology? All we can say is that people similar to us are likely to use biotechnology to re-engineer their own minds, and our present-day minds cannot grasp what might happen next. Well, those were the words of the psychopath Yuval Noah Harari in his writing Homo Diaz, A Brief History of Tomorrow. Today, we're going to talk with attorney Todd Callender, who has an incredible background, not only in pharmaceutical drug development and the inner guts of those workings, but rescuing our military from these brutal mandates and more focused for our discussion today, the issue of genetic warfare, transhumanism, and who owns, who's the owner when genes are changed? If people change our genetic makeup, do they own us like property? Well, these are very important questions. And Todd joins me now to discuss them. Todd, thanks so much for coming on the show. I want people to to know that we're going to take our time today. We're going to hear everything you have to share. There's so much information. You're truly at the forefront of the legal implications of transhumanism. And it's not just some science fiction conspiracy. So welcome. Welcome back to the show. Yeah, I'm really happy to be here. Thank you for giving me the opportunity, doctor. Oh, my gosh. Of course. Couldn't wait to get you back. So, so let's, you know, let's sort of, I guess let's start with a, a few broad brushstrokes. Uh, we're going to cover a few areas uh, today, but tell, I mean, I guess let's start off by, by my sort of demystifying transhumanism. Cause I think when people hear that, they think of, you know, the Jetsons or something. 
Okay. That cartoon <laughs> of the future? I don't know. It's here. It, it, it's really here, and it's actually been here for some time to the, to the point where you made reference to our case against the Department of Defense, and I actually raised this issue in our, um, our appellate pleadings because the law as it sits today indicates that um, when somebody has been genetically modified using mRNA in particular, this is the holding of a, of a case, then that gen- genetically modified organism, the, the one that received it, actually belongs to the patent holders. Um, our 13th Amendment in the United States outlaws that, and that's why I actually had, had sued on this issue. It is here. It is now the, ca- the case law leading up to the one I'm referencing, which is molecular genetics, I'm sorry, molecular pathology versus myriad genetics, mm-hmm. um, rested on a whole lot of other cases. That th- This has been going on for a long time. Our military has been genetically engineering our soldiers since 2005. Not new. Wow. Mm. Wow. Um, putting the military aside, because I don't know what the contractual, uh, you know, situation is there, but in terms of civilians, does that yeah. still hold that you know yes. potential ownership? If if you were duped into, in other words, you weren't given informed consent that hey, by the way, you think you're getting a vaccine, but but you're also getting some gene changing therapy, and we're going to own you if you don't disclose that. Do they have the legal yeah. right? I mean, I know we're talking about humans like they're things, but but yes. let's do that. Well, it's it's really interesting as a point that you raise because. Genetic modification heretofore hasn't required informed consent because they haven't been talking about um, genetically modifying humans. And you're right, irrespective of the military, where there are slightly different rules. But there are humanized mice and humanized rabbits. Nobody asked them. And frankly, the sad part of this is that there's hardly any law on the subject whatsoever. There's nothing barring them from genetically modifying anything. And they are doing it all day, every day. Should somebody have consented to it? Absolutely. Did they? No. You know, they hid from, from the people mm. after it, it became known, Moderna advertised that it was genetic modification, then they hid it. So it is coercion, and, and to this day, it can't, uh, it can't stand. I mean, you know, the, the basis of my question, and I'm nowhere near any kind of legal scholar, but if, if, you, if you get them to take it by fraud, by not disclosing the full, you know, the, yeah. hey, you're going to be owned, do, yeah. you still, do they still get to own I mean, it's a, it's gotten there through fraud. I don't mean to overplay. One, one that would think question. not. No, it's not overplayed at all. One would think that that's the case. And, and the sad part is we really don't know. The, the complicating factor to this is as follows. If a, an organism has been genetically modified, does it remain part of the same species? And the answer mm. is no. This is a new species. What rights does a new species enjoy? So if the people that have been genetically modified are now called homoborgenesis, because that's the name that's been provided, um, and they're not defined as homo sapiens, what rights do they enjoy whatsoever? Can they even complain of a fraud complaint? Those are all questions that are far from unanswered. I mean, we're a can long we, ways off from that. We can we know. repeat that that new yeah. type of human, you're saying? Yes. Uh, no, a new type of people. A human is defined as homo sapien. The new species, the, the name that was provided some years ago, is Homo Borgogenesis. It comes from a 2001 NASA Langley research paper called Fifth Generation Warfare. They made reference to um, super soldiers, genetically modified people, and they named them Borg or Borg-like, Homo Borgogenesis. So let me break a couple of things down before we get into some really imp- um, other topics you have people that get these shots, whatever the conditions are under which they got them or took them. Yeah. You have some dying right away, some dying a few weeks later, some dying a year later now, some of them uh, having 
white fibrous non-organic clot material with high conductive materials in them pulled out of their cadaver bodies. And you have, for those that survive all of that, they're a new type of human species, you're saying. Yes, that's exactly what I'm saying, is that the way that the law reads at this particular juncture, they, they may not be considered homo sapiens and therefore may not enjoy human rights. That is my concern, because, of, frankly, the penal code applies to, to humans. What is homicide? It's the unlawful taking of a human life. If, if these people are no longer human, do, are they protected by our penal code? I don't know the answers to these, to these questions. And, frankly, nobody's addressed it in the law. Certainly our governments have talked about this at length in their papers. Never once do they actually ponder that question. Yeah, I don't even know where you begin, even as uh, a legal expert or legal group or team when you can't even get judges to take cases <laughs> and be honest about cases of yeah. fraud and death and injury and all That's that. That's right. You know, one of the topics that we, you know, we plan to talk about, um, military medical martial law, that actually ties in to some degree. Yeah. To, I'm, I'm thinking not just military, or you mean military executing martial law upon the people. Mm-hmm militarized martial law. So a lot of this law goes back 50, 60 years even. And what you see is a progression. The use of public health, it's been weaponized in order to suspend our constitutional and human rights. In more recent times, you can look in the National Defense Authorization Act of 2021 and Mm -hmm. 2022, and what you'll find is that this public health responsibility is being moved from under HHS to the DOD, to the Defense Health Agency. So when they suspend our constitutional rights, that is, in fact, martial law. We've been living under martial law for two years since the pandemic was declared. And there's magic legal words that go with that. And so all we're saying is that now that it's been weaponized, that weapon system is now being moved under the DOD by virtue of the National Defense Authorization Act. People don't even understand that this is happening, right? That's right. So like that, tomorrow... Or a week from now, there could be this declaration that, hey, That's uh, right. you're you're under. By the way, you're under martial law, and so you can. We're suspending all travel. We're suspending, and that's right. Just like like that, and they'll the law enforcement will have yep. to. Well, if they if they go along with it, but but they will technically have to uh, be the enforcement arm, and I'm sure there'll be, be many a, different types, yep. right? A mere sniffle, suspicion of a sniffle will be enough to grab somebody, involuntarily test them, involuntarily quarantine them, and then, according to the way the legislation is written, um, inoculate them. You know, and there's no special thing whether the shot is EUA or not. It just says mandatory shots, mandatory vaccination. All rights are suspended. It comes from the Emergency Powers Act under FDR. And from that point in time, when the Emergency Powers are enacted, all rights are suspended. Um, I want to run something by you. People think that the state of Florida is home free. Hmm. And we've seen some things uh, come down the pipe from the governor, Governor Ron DeSantis. And I don't mean to put you on the spot, but there's one thing that re- there are two things really that bother me that remain in Florida law. One of them is a 2006 law that says that the state of Florida and its agents can force inoculate anyone at yes. any time for any reason. And and we fought it down here, uh, but we were told that it was part of another bill and they couldn't get it out. We'd have to bring it out separately. And uh, Representative Sabatini tried to do that, but he was shut down. I want to move to the second thing that concerns me. 
There was a, a bill that just came down a few months ago, you're probably aware, that from the Florida legislature that DeSantis could have vetoed. However, he not only didn't veto it, he signed it into law. And very simply, this law says that the CDC, I'm going to call it the death protocol, uh, the, the uh, you know, remdesivir, uh, and remdesivir and the ventilator, you know, process when you get in there, uh, must be adhered to in the state of Florida till June 2023. And I'm thinking to myself, why did he need yeah. to do that? Why did he need to lock it in? Why would he do that? Does he understand what he's doing? Because frankly, after the whole Trump thing, I'm really getting tired, yes. like a lot of other people, of hearing that he didn't know what he was doing. So yes. what are your legal thoughts? I mean, on why would a any governor, and I'm sure there are other, other governors that did that. Yeah. I'm just focused on, but why would they do that? Look at look at who the biggest donor is. I bet you it's uh, Pfizer. I, they're all like this. They look. I love a lot of the things that Governor DeSantis is doing. What you said is exactly correct. The very laws that I'm warning about right now, the model statutes that take away you know, your your civil rights, your your human rights, those are in Florida law already. And yeah. you're right. Um, there were people that tried to undo them. And I understand twice the governor um, rejected the opportunity to remove these laws. So you know, let his actions speak for himself. And exactly as you uh, replied into uh, the CDC and keeping emergency powers in place until 2023, that has to do with indemnifications, waivers of, of people's rights to compensation when they've been injured or killed. That's about money, doctor. That's not about law or ethics. There's nothing other than money involved in that. Clearly, we keep trying to find another reason maybe to just – Maybe avoid the sting. Well, I wasn't joking. Look at, look at, they have to disclose who their money's getting coming from. So I, I bet That's you the number one donor is Pfizer. Wow. Okay. Anybody out there, please do that research and send it to me at DR Jane Ruby at Proton Mail. I'm going to do it myself when I get a chance, but maybe somebody will want to, to do that and uh, give us please the documentation. Please let me know. I, sure I will. actually want to know. <laughs> yeah. I, you, you'll be the first person after I hear. Um, I'm looking down through some of the things that we wanted to talk about today. Yeah. Um, or, or do you do you want to guide us through this, or do you want me to just do you want to just move through it? Well, it, you've done a really great start here, military medical martial law, and what that is, and, and it goes hand in hand with some of the executive orders that we're starting to see um, because this applies across the entirety of of our population. It's moved from, you know, well, let's just genetically engineer our soldiers into let's genetically engineer the planet because everybody that got the mRNA shots has been genetically altered. Certainly if they've had three of them, they were also given HIV, uh, vaccine-induced AIDS. The, the problem here, of course, is that our government uses exigent circumstances, emergencies to take away people's rights and treat us like chattel. And what I'm saying to you is that now the people that have received the shots probably are technically chattel property to the patent holders. Those rights are gone. And where this all moves is really easy to see because the Biden White House um, has now issued two relatively new uh, executive orders that actually talk about this. You know, one is the executive order on responsible development of digital assets. That's controlling the money supply like China does. This is programmable money. Yeah. And then number two, and the, the interplay, and number two is the advancing biotechnology and biomanufacturing, which is what we're talking about. This is genetically modified people, let, food, let, everything. Yeah, let, let's, let's take a little time with this, if you don't mind. Sure. Um, because oh. you've been generous enough to send me uh, a... a, a collection of a uh, short collection of materials you just mentioned two of them i want you to know that we have them 
uh, uploaded, you know, for, for the screen. So when we, oh, you and I talk about them, my producers will put them up. So if you want to take a little more time, you want to start with the executive order on ensuring responsible development. This was, was this, this was the most, no, this was not the most recent one. It was the other no, one. No, that was in March. That okay. was in March. That's, that's correct. But, but yeah. So anyway, the, this is where effectively the government, the central bank will be issuing cryptocurrency. The, the master plan, according to the um, agenda for the 21st century and agenda 2030, in other words, the owners of this world are doing this in every single country and it's programmable money. So people have this mistaken impression that the blockchain provides some level of anonymity to transactions. It does not. Um, every uh, single okay. transaction mm. is, is tracked. There is no anonymity. In fact, you might remember the truckers, you know, earlier this year, last year in, in Canada, you know, when Trudeau wanted to stop them and send a message, he actually turned off their crypto accounts, even though those accounts were outside of Canada. Mm. They can literally turn your money on and off if they want to. It's like a switch on a, on a light. Not only that, but they can actually program the money. So if you're not allowed to leave, you know, five miles away from your home, as happens with the Chinese often, your, your money simply won't work if you're one foot past five miles away from your home. They can restrict what types of things that you'll be able to buy. Too much meat, doctor. I'm sorry. You, your carbon footprint's too high. So you can go over there and you can buy some cardboard if you want, but there's no meat for you this month. It's complete control. Um, and, and it, it goes hand in hand the money with actually the, as a payment system with the biotechnology we're talking about because they will be able to program this um, to also keep track of carbon footprint. So if you are expelling too much carbon dioxide because you went on a hike, it will be deducted you know, in, in your wallet because your body is your wallet. Right? This is part of the infrastructure that they were building and Moderna actually admitted to. They were installing a hardware system with these shots. And that's why we're looking at people differently now. You might look at a Bill Gates patent, and I think I sent that to you as well. It's, it's talking about using people as batteries and cloud computing nodes. What it also talks about is how do you exchange money? How do one exchange this medium of exchange uh, and electronically? And it is through this very blockchain technology that already exists. And the White House now rolled out in March of uh, this year. So in, in terms of totalitarian control, it will be down to the cellular cellular level um, by virtue of the technology that they've actually put into people already. I, I wanted to go back um, this uh, Bill Gates. Uh, I see a patent for methods and systems of prioritizing treatments vaccination testing that's is that is that the that's bill? a different one okay no that that's the trace and track one so mm -hmm. that one does go hand in hand you're living I, you'll this see yeah you're living oh, this yeah, every day yeah. so i know i understand yes, I, I i um i see i don't want to i don't want to just jumble around these documents okay. i'd like to go through them systematically so um we've we've you'll gone see on. there's one called bill gates battery Okay. Uh, there's, we've, we've looked at the executive order on ensuring responsible development of digital assets. And essentially you're warning yeah. us that that is not to protect us about cryptocurrency. I want people to understand no, it is not. that is to lay the foundation. Okay. And then, um, I'm, we're, then, then you, you brought up the second one, the Bill Gates patent. Uh, this guy just yeah. shows up everywhere. How did he yep. get so integrated with the DOD? Is it, is it, is it just his billions and, and he's willing? No. 
No, it's all part of the plan. It's a, it, they call it themselves. It's a public-private partnership. So if you study the Organization for Economic and Cooperative Development, which is effectively the one world government, the regulator for the one world government, it's been in existence for a very long time. The United States is just waking up to it. Outside the United States, they've already harmonized everybody's laws. Their ICD codes, their the legal, the tax, um, everything is already done. Every country's got the exact same stuff. My point in saying that is that money is now the next one, right? So every country will have the exact same digital currency, and it's a move to a Soviet model economy, doctor, whereby it's an oligarchy, oligopoly. The government is involved in, in business, and business is involved in government, and then it's got a charitable side, charitable thing on the side, and that's where Bill Gates was participating. He got free grant money from the government, and then right. he distributed that money where it needed to go to fulfill the mission of Agenda 21, the elimination of private property rights, the elimination of sovereignty, right? That, that's one world government stuff there, and a 95% reduction in the world's population. We're in that right now. Except for people like him who are part of it. That's right. They or, exempted themselves. Right. And so you don't believe for a moment that people like Bill Gates or Robert Malone or anybody else took this shot who understands no. what it is. Okay. Well, they, you, they, they gave themselves the right not to. The entirety of the executive branch, the judiciary, and Congress allowed themselves exemptions from the shots. Of course, they didn't take them. CDC and NIH as well. Right, right. Um, they they wouldn't do it in in their right minds. Okay, all right. I just wanted to run that by you because I know you'd tell me the truth. Um, sure. So either take us through more of the documentation or let's continue to we're, – we're actually – out of time. Um, I'm sorry about that for this segment, okay. for this segment. So bear with me. Um, we're going to come back in a moment uh, with Todd and discuss more. Well, we're back in an incredible discussion with attorney Todd Callender about transhumanism and so much more today. So Todd, welcome back. And to this second segment, I'm glad that we have the luxury of extra time with you today. Well, while we were on the break really quickly, you made an incredible summation point that I'd like you to share with the audience. It'll be our spring off point for the rest of the discussion. Sure. If, if you go to the executive order on in, ensuring uh, responsible development of digital assets towards the bottom of the page, it's, it starts with, we must take strong steps to reduce the risks digital assets could pose to consumers, investors, business protection, stability, and it, and it goes on to say national security, including items such as climate change and pollution, and to usher in this new uh, new era of innovation. What I wanted to impart is that this is really saying that they're going to control money at the cellular level, whether that's plants or animals or us is almost irrelevant. All forms, all mediums of exchange will be down to the cellular level what, by virtue of this. What do you mean by cellular level? Meaning that, as, let's do an, an example. So let us assume that you are now one of these humble board genesis and all, all medium of exchange is through digital assets. Your body will actually be tracked for purposes of carbon credits. So you get your universal basic income of $1,500 a month. But if you go on a hike, there's an expenditure of, of uh, carbon dioxide, and that will deduct money from your UBI. But if you're a good girl and you eat cardboard and God knows what else that they want you to do, you'll get it back. So it's really a function of, of debits and credits based not only on what it is you're doing, but what your body is actually doing naturally. And if you become one of Bill Gates' computing nodes in the cloud um, computing and your brain is used for this purpose, you'll get credits for that. 
But if you are traveling somewhere, then they're going to deduct it. All I'm saying is that the medium of the exchange will be tied to the cellular level of your body. That's Literally. the plan. Literally. Literally. Todd, who's at the top of the food chain? Um, the Bank for International Settlements. More than so the, the DOD? Bank, More than above the DOD? Absolutely. Okay. Though they own governments. The Bank of International Settlements owns all of the central banks on this planet, save three, including the IMF, the World Bank, eBird, iBird, all of them. So if you control the, the money supply, if you're able to create money out of thin air on computer digits in every country on the planet, then you control all of the resources, right? Because people will exchange their resources for money. Whether it's the energy supply, the food supply, the water supply, they own all of it, right? And it might be that we get to participate some in that economy, but at the end of the day, they own the controlling shares. So the owners of this this uh, world, right? They own governments, they own militaries. All we are just pawns, and, and, and frankly, chattel is a good thing, but but also cattle. We're, we are livestock to what it is they're doing, and this who, is who, proof who, of that. Who are these people? Well, the, of course, it's, it's shrouded in secrecy, but we have pretty good uh, information that it's the, a combination of the Rothschild family, the Vatican, and the, what was the queen, the monarchy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All well, of Char- it Charles is in, stepping up. Charles seems to be stepping up. Precisely. But you look at the, you look, Britain never gave away its, its country. The sun never set on the British Empire was the same because they owned so many colonies around the world. That never changed. They just gave a new name to them, the Commonwealth countries. And if you don't believe me, look at the oath of office for any prime minister in any one of the 111 Commonwealth countries, mm-hmm. including India. And you, what you will find is that it's an oath to the queen. So mm-hmm. if if you own all the land in the world, effectively, or between them and the Vatican, and then the Rothschilds own the money supply, they own it all. And they're not going to give it up. All right. A bunch of us peasants rising up um, to take back our planet. You know, it's going to have to be all of us because they own governments, they own militaries, they own resources. And you're seeing it now. Right. They're paying people. They're paying farmers to turn the crops over in their field. They're paying them 150 percent of the market price for their goods to destroy it. All of the livestock are now being starved. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And you, how many meat packing plants have burned? I think mm-hmm. it's 200 of them. They're cutting off the food supply. You look at the at the oil supply. You have a nice big war going on in Ukraine, and, and now Europe can't get Russian fuel. The same is applying here. I'm sure you've seen your cost of fuel go up. That is all by design for the purpose of driving us into this economy. They cannot introduce this. They can't introduce the genetic modification or let us know that they're doing it right. until they control us. And that's what this is about. They're making yeah. us desperate to agree it. Yeah, to bring us to our knees. I mean, it, that that's was a right. very, really unusual disclosure sometime back by the, I think it was the CEO or some kind of C-suite from, uh, from Bayer. The guy said, you know, we could never, you know, tell people we're going to, Ask them if they want to be, you know, shot up with a gene changing. Nobody would have gone for it. Um, People are not ready for this, Todd. They have to be because it's already happened. I don't understand how people don't. Let me give you an example. How is the 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 Fauci, you know, effectively tortured, experimented, and killed? I think a hundred and some little black kids in New York orphans, Mm. right, to perfect his HIV science, and then and then he Mm. takes it out on some puppies too, tortures the puppies. This happened more than a decade ago. People knew about this, and yet we thought, what a great guy. Let's trust him with some vaccines that have never been tested on people before. How stupid do we have to be? I mean, seriously, people should be outraged. They gave their kids these shots. Those kids are walking dead if they've had three. 
Where is the outrage? I don't get it, doctor. You're talking about the COVID-19, you know, bioweapon shots, if they've had three yeah, they're done? Ones. Yes, those ones. They, they have three separate HIV proteins, each and every one of them, and it has now caused vaccine-induced AIDS. Um, right. And according to all of our experts, and there are 1,200 or so, including yourself, um, will testify, do testify that by the third shot, you have zero natural immunity left, and it's only a function of time before whatever malady you're exposed to or born with is going to kill you. There's going to be a portion. You know, they're very clever because it's it's parsed out. Like I said earlier, death right now, death in a few weeks, death in a year. And it's actually very cleverly designed, I think, diabolically clever, yeah. to be across many different uh, systems. Sure. So one person yes. has MS and then dies from, and another person dies from a lung cancer. It looks like normal life. It, I mean, it, the numbers are, are higher, but, but people are oblivious to that. And I don't know if there's something uh, that's changing mental, the mental capability of people that have taken multiple shots. I don't buy into the, the bull about this, you know, mass formation thing. Uh, there are too many people that I think it's, it's, there's got to be something to these, Yes. Chemicals. We don't know what's in it on any given day within any lot number. You're well aware of team. We do have, work. we do have some clues. We do, we do have some clues. But if you look at the six month post market survey that Pfizer didn't want to release and had to under court order, it's, uh, it has 1291 serious adverse events of yes. special interest. That means in addition, the number one of which is the 1P36 gene deletion syndrome, which is congenital. How did it become a side effect of a vaccine? If you look up the symptomology of the 1P36 gene deletion syndrome, you will find out that it atrophies the frontal cortex. So what you said oh. is exactly right. All the doctors we talk to are treating their patients, and they're saying these people have lost their cognitive ability. That is by design. That was in the wow. shots. It was gene deletion put in the shots, and we have the evidence. They can't discern. That, That's right. For, for the audience, you know, your frontal cortex is what separates us from the animals. It's your executive function. It's the ability to, to use logic, to sort things out. Um, it's, it's, it's amazing. And, uh, maybe that there's a lot of reports. I get like a lot of anecdotes. So I, I, I do get signals. There are a lot of reports of people who are still awake, who never took this stuff and can still see. And when they're trying to appeal to friends or relatives, there's this common report from them of the jab that they, they just can't hear it. They don't want to yeah. hear it. Um, and so when you don't have the ability to, to take it in on an executive level, uh, meaning to sort it out in your brain, talk yes. about before you, you, you shut it out, right? I mean, I, I think yes. I've studied cognition. It's, it's really interesting how life brings you to with all the things that you use, but <laughs> yes, I was on right. the team that launched Namenda you know, 15, 18 years ago. So what did that mean? That meant I worked with some of the wor world's greatest minds in cognition, memory development, wh what the bioelectrical chemical nature of memory is, right? So I under, I'm, I'm starting to get this feeling that if they're, if they're damaging that part of the brain, right? That that's those people, if you can't, if somebody's a lower IQ and you try to teach them, you know, biophysics, they get they get confused and they say I don't sure. I don't want to talk about I don't understand Frustrated. that. So this That's is right. I think really what's happening. And so when people go around saying yeah I, I I subscribe to mass formation or mass formation psychosis and I'm not picking on the one thing that's that's one doctor one or two doctors sure. talking about it but I think what they're trying to do is obfuscate our ability to really zero in on what you and I are talking about which is hey these yeah. shots have things in them 
We can prove it. And it's damaging people's ability to really take in the new information and to figure out and make the connections to the shots. I think that's right. I also think that it is overwhelming to the point where to agree that what you and I are talking about is true would force them to confront that their government actually plotted to kill them and then executed on that plan. Mm -hmm. Everything they thought they knew and trusted in their in our life and our society was exactly wrong. And to confront that will just destroy them. And even worse for those who have children who look, you know, across the room with their little five-year-old and say, you know, I, I understand, I, I'm having a hard time grasping what I did to myself. Oh my God, I rushed them in for that. That's right. They're Imagine done. the guilt. They're done. They're done. Um, you know, I, I know you don't have a crystal ball, but we're kind of going a little bit off, you know, the, the rail, but... Uh, there was a Franciscan monk. I'm trying to remember his name, brother, somebody. He, he seemed to be in alignment, understanding, very aware months ago what was happening. And his whole position was, um, you're probably, you're going to see at some point this thing unfold and the numbers are going to get impossible to. Yeah. And he said, when those who are left, realize what's been done to them, which you, which you just referred to, realizing what their government did and executed on. He said, they're going to, there's going to be a portion of time in his, in his estimation where they will go after, you know, not us yes. who tried to save them, but you know, authorities and, you know, representatives yes. and, and all that. And he, he said, I just love this Todd. I'm sorry. He just said, you know what? And our role at that point will be just to step out of the way. Just step yeah. out of the way. I, I fear that, that, that that's true, actually. And I think that's also part of the plan. Right? The, the owners don't care how chaos happens. In mm. fact, their mantra is ordo ab cow, order out of chaos. They don't care what happens if it's a nuclear exchange or what the friar talked about, um, because they need to destroy our system so fundamentally to roll in their new system that we would accept it. So our obligation, and I disagree with them slightly on this, is as people come to become mm -hmm. angry and understand this, we have to preserve the law that's been in place the whole time our country's there, which is people are entitled to a trial. Right? Yes. We've I, Now, I... I take the position that they're only entitled to a military trial because we are in a war and, and those are military tribunals mm -hmm. just like it was in 1946. However, everybody should get a trial, fair trial and be judged by their peers. And I'm, I volunteer to prosecute these things mm -hmm. um, because if we devolve where our society doesn't give people the right to be heard, then our society is actually gone. We have to preserve the constructs. The, I want to talk a little bit about the constructs. Because the reality is right now, it, there's just are, and I don't even know how they exist, but there's just a small dot, dots, if you will, of courts and judges that will hear this, that will even go into adjudication. Yeah. The majority of them are not, not my territory. Now they come up with some legal reason to yep. not hear it. So yep. how, how is that going to happen? Is it going to be somebody, it's happening. people like you setting up citizen, Grand nope. juries and okay, how how is this going to happen? It's happening right now. So you you might have followed on that Ukraine is not a country exactly, not for purposes of UN recognition. It's a territory and it's a territory of Russia. So in Russia's now um, annexed or or independent states, they have already started war crimes tribunals. They actually have the jurisdiction because back when Nuremberg was happening, don't forget Europe was split in two after World War Two. 
the US, Canada, UK were doing trials in Nuremberg. The Russians were doing the exact same trials in Kiev. And there's a repeat, and, and this is frankly where international criminal law came from. Crimes against humanity came from Nuremberg and Kiev, those trials. Russia is conducting war crimes trials right now. Crimes against humanity are being prosecuted. I understand that there is a U.S. admiral that was captured in this thing. I understand there's a Canadian general that is captured. Um, and they're prosecuting people for war crimes and crimes against humanity. And they have the ability to actually execute on those judgments. Right. It's not like in hmm. Malaysia. They, they tried, convicted and sentenced uh, Tony Blair and um, George Bush to death for crimes against humanity. And that ever happened because they didn't have the ability to enforce the judgment. Russia is a different kettle of fish. They actually do have the ability to enforce those judgments. And the other part is that the legal precedent allows for um, trial in absentia. They can literally have a trial. Some guys in a different place and, uh, you know, they go and get them. So this is very concerning. That is what's driving this right now. Um, and it's a military tribunal that's already open and it's, it's in progress. What, what does that mean to the average American? If, if, if they're watching now uh, and, and they're thinking to themselves, wow, okay, that's interesting. How can we get yeah. that here? Is that going to affect yes. me? Am I going to, are, are they taking out bad guys in the American military leadership over there in the Russian tribunals? Yeah. Are they? Okay. Well, I, I think the answer to that is yes. If, if you look at the way that those tribunals are going, it's really, laying all the evidentiary foundation to the creation of bioweapons factories in Ukraine. And that was our government, amongst others, that were creating bioweapons, avoiding the application of the bioweapons treaty because Ukraine was a no man's land. Mm -hmm. It wasn't part of these treaties. And that's why they were there. Same thing in Taiwan. So the answer is, yes, they are moving up the evidentiary chain to go after the people that created this bug and the ones that created these shots to eliminate the planet. Well, they could start with Ralph Barrick. Uh, I just did a special on him. Very little talked about in, in, in the American public, but people don't understand that he's really kind of the father of weaponizing the spike protein, making it Uh so nasty and deadly and making sure people suffered. You know, this, I don't know, maybe that was a money thing, but I hope Russia's got their eye on them. Um, I heard a really interesting summary by, uh, Colonel Douglas, uh, McGregor, who I had the pleasure of meeting once in DC. And he actually explained that. That difference, uh, you know, and how uh, what's going on between Russia and, and Ukraine, because there's that jump from the, you know, whenever the Biden administration is pushing you towards something like, hey, we're yeah. all about Ukraine. We're all st- stand by Ukraine and put those Ukrainian flags on your car. You knew that was the PSYOP, right? And sure. McGregor explained it beautifully. He had to do it twice because Trey Gowdy was too thick to figure it out. But, you know, <laughs> or maybe just know. too paid off, I guess, maybe <laughs> by the CCP. Know. But so, you know, there was, I wanted to ask you something else, and I know this is getting a little abstract, but I once asked the question, if you know Dr. Shiva uh, Ayurveda, he used to run, uh, he ran against Elizabeth Warren, kind of came, claimed to fame, but a patent guy, email um, innovator or something to that effect. But he was in a meeting um, that I was in once on a Zoom, an international Zoom. And I asked him, uh, if, I said, what is this thing? You know, I'm, I'm an analyst at heart. So is this a top down? Who's at the top of the food chain? You know, that question. And he said, in his opinion, it was a swarm model that there, mm. there probably was something at the top. We're talking about the Rothschilds, but this, because we feel like we're being attacked from all sides. I mean, oh, the are. economy, the food thing. Right, 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 right. Um, anyway, I've wondered what your thoughts were about well, that because uh, we were overwhelmed. <laughs> And that's the plan to overwhelm us in so many ways. It's asymmetrical warfare. But imagine mm-hmm. the coordination it takes to do that, to get militaries from different parts of the world to yeah. operate in such a manner, to distribute the shots 
to everybody on the planet and then effectively coerce them into doing it. That's a military operation, and it had to be extraordinarily well controlled. And by the way, it couldn't be done if countries were at odds with each other. So it had to come from the people that actually own the countries because every politician, every prime minister, every president had a role in this. They had an active, complicit role in this crime. Either they knew and we're going along with this, or they should have known. And don't forget in 1994 were the Cairo Accords, whereby 196 countries agreed to kill 7 billion people on this planet. They're simply following through with the plans they already made. Right? So they're all complicit, doctor, and so they all must go. If there's one thing to take away from this, it's, it's as follows. Anybody that was in a position of power from the school board, city council, up to the presidency, who has been there for two terms or more, was either complicit or they or they are abdicating their responsibility to stop it because it was patently obvious and they didn't do their job. Get rid of vote out everybody that's been in office for more than one term, unless you see them on your show. The problem, right? the problem is that um, we still have Internet connected voting machines and two ah. weeks of mail in ballots that sit in a oh. truck in the backyard. So until we get that's rid right. of that state by state, we're not going anywhere. We can't even vote out the dog catcher. Uh, if, I have a plan for that. Okay, actually. when we come so back, you should we, say that. Well, we've got about a minute. Good, good. That's a perfect segue. Uh, we've got about a maybe 30, 40 seconds left because that's, that's one of the things I wanted to ask you about. And, you know, do we have enough courts? Do we have enough yes. infrastructure? We do? Okay, I, I, li- think, I like I your answer. I think we have a good plan. <laughs> yeah, and, it, okay. and, that, and it's going to happen very soon. Okay. Can I get on your payroll? Cause when the, you know, you know what hits the fan, <laughs> I want to be under Todd's umbrella. You know, sure. Okay. I'd love it. Okay. That's great. So well, let's take a quick break and we'll be back in just a couple of minutes. Well, we're back, uh, unfortunately for the last segment with attorney Todd Callender and we're going to pick up where we left off really, uh, Todd, I have to say, welcome back. And before, we, you know, we're happy to hear more about this, but I think after two, two segments of the realities, I hope people are now more aware of uh, that, that the, this is DEFCON 1, where we're at the door, and, uh, that things are pretty bad. There's been a lot of foundation laid for them to get away with this. But before we all jump off the roof, uh, and I say that jokingly, you know, um, you know, in despair, let's talk about, first of all, let's talk about the fact that this is no question, this is, uh, good and evil. This is the final battle between the Lord and Satan. And I want you to say a little bit more about that because you, you, we just, we just chatted into uh, the break yeah. about that. And I want you to share that. Sure. The, the stated goals of the people behind this, Noah Harari, Klaus Schwab at all, is to genetically modify every plant and animal species on this planet for the purpose of spiting God. If you looked at the founding document of the United Nations, which is part and parcel to this, the United Nations, the WHO, OECD, they're all international organizations under one roof. The founding document is the Lucifer Trust. Oh. In the United Nations, there right. is a Luciferian temple. There's no church or synagogue there. It's a Lucifer. The people behind this believe that Lucifer is God, and the only way to take this realm mm. for themselves mm. is to change all of God's creations, mm-hmm. you and me, plants and animals and the, and the blue sky above us. So this is really a, a war. This is the end all. Um, is Lucifer going to win or, or is our God, our creator going to win? And I think it's the latter of those two. I, I actually have a lot of hope for a lot of reasons. 
Um, and I'm happy to share it with let's you. Let's let's go there. Let's go there because I think um, sure. we need that part of the reality as well. Uh, I've jokingly said, you know, like where where do we go? What do we do? Uh, let's talk about what is happening and what yeah. we can all do. So now that the the perpetrators of this genocide, global genocide, um, the crime of killing billions of people or, or trying to has has been found out. They didn't get enough people to take the shots in the first go. They needed overwhelming force and majority, is, 75% is, more. Is this why the, the, the bivalent now we have two mRNAs? And That's right. The Stefan Bansell, from, the CEO from Moderna, said recently, hey, there are 10 viruses. We're going to have a universal one that have 10 mRNA because they want to expedite this thing now? They have to. They don't care how it is they have their mass casualty event. All they care is that there is one. And I can give you an example. Um, you've, you've heard in Ukraine that NATO keeps warning about a nuclear holocaust, a war with Russia. They keep trying to bait Vladimir Putin into one. And I'll give you an example. All of two weeks ago, the Ukrainian forces were shelling Chernobyl, mm. trying to oh cause a nuclear radiation Whoa. leak. And, and now with U.S. artillery that can drop a, a warhead on a dime at 13 miles, how is it possible that after a week of trying to, to blow up Chernobyl, they were unable to do that. There are good guys here somewhere subverting the mission. If it isn't them, then there's God above um, that's causing this, causing them to fail. Now we see them. Now we can identify them. Now we're taking our country back. And that's the next step. And that's really what I want to get to is we actually have a chance this time, doctor. And I'm actually really, I'm really quite optimistic in light of all the things that have been happening. Well, that's that's what I'd like to know as, as much as you can share with us. But I sure. want to tie back to I think uh, the late Dr. Zelenko knew this in his heart because the last speech I heard him make uh, a few months ago before he died, it was shortly before he died, was he came out on stage and he was very quiet and he looked across the audience, Todd, and he said, this is the greatest time to be alive in the yeah. earth. And I, I remember sitting backstage and going, what, Dr. Z? Uh, with all this death and destruction. And then he said the second thing that made it make sense. And you'll love this. He said, because the enemy has revealed itself and yes. we are about to see, you are about to see the light come into, you know, the dark, take away the darkness. And That's right. God is in charge of everything in this world. Ultimately, he's so he's in charge of he's aware of and in charge of the evil and wherever it has to go. I don't know. Where's it going to go? Get rid of Satan forever, or do we have yes. to put up with him? That's right. Okay. No, we have to take our planet back, starting with everybody that had any involvement in this whatsoever, because if not, they're going to do it again. So it's so, up to us. Yeah, doctor. take us there. How, what, you know, keep, how do you, we do can, it? Yeah, how do we do it? How does the average person help you get involved, help all of Good. us? How do we, yeah, let's go there. So, so I alluded to it um, in the last segment, which is that we must be resolved in every way, all of us to rid ourselves of the people that either had involvement in this mm. or abdicated their responsibilities. How do we do that? We've got to take them out of office, and we must do so legally so that we can preserve our of republic, course. which is what this is. Mm -hmm. And there are ways to do that. The, 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 the litmus test is anybody that's been in office for more than one term and didn't stand with us, didn't appear on the Jane Ruby show, has got to go. So here we have elections in, in November, November 8th. Um, on October 6th, we're putting together a self-help legal uh, symposium. We expect it to be very highly attended, and we're getting the details done now. The principal point of which is to release a bunch of self-help legal forms, just like we did with the military, you might recall, 
um, when we, yes. we provided them the tools, our military service members, 200,000 or more of them, they ground the DOD to a halt by filing their own complaints, mm. by using their own tools. We can do that on a global basis. So we've okay. been working for many months now to create the self-help legal tools, tools, um, tools I'm sorry, down, <laughs> no, to the county, down to the county level. Yeah. Such yeah. that people will be able to file for TROs and control the voting. Voting happens in the county. So if you get a county court judge who says that oh, you're right, no electronic voting because it's unclear whether they're safe or, or is evidence to say it isn't, and they do ballot only and no late voting at the county level, we have two two opportunities here. Number one, to win this, um, and number two, those same injunctive papers that I'm providing people will ask for law enforcement to be stationed to enforce the court order such that should it be lost, at least we will have had all the legal foundation and the basis to seek redress immediately and criminally, not not years and years later. But it will be up to us to show up in mass. Forget about Republican. Forget about Democrat. Mm-hmm. It doesn't make a damn bit of difference. Mm-hmm. What matters is, were they in office for two terms or more? And mm-hmm. if so, you got to go. Interesting. That uh, that litmus test of were you there for two straight terms because you had to have been part of it. It's it's a little bit uh, um, similar That's to right. what I've said about the nurses that stayed in the hospitals, you know, because they, they have to know yes, what they're is. enabling. You're enabling it. You're part of it. And, well, but I was in there to try to. They knew or should have known. They knew or should have known. Absolutely. And as a right. former nursing professor, I can tell you 100% they knew. They knew and they should have known. Um, so, so, you know, continue with that. Uh, we, you know, so we know we can, I've, I've always said we've got to do it from the local level. You're giving us some tools yep. to do that. Do you have, like you did, you were talking about uh, vaxedchoice.com. I think that yes, original, right. yeah, that was great. I, I was part of, honored to be part of helping get that out for wherever yes, I was ma'am. able to get it out. But I think a lot of people, military and civilians, used those complaint forms uh, That's right. to file. And, and, yeah. Yep. So can can they still do that? Or do you have a yes, different, okay, different website? Where do we go? <laughs> so it will be, we're launching this on the Clout Hub um, platform. And uh, the, the owner of that platform is a really good guy by the name of Jeff Brain, and he has offered to us to to use that. We ran out of room on Zoom. You might recall the FA whistleblower thing. We we blew through two thousand people, and that was the end of that. Yeah. We can we can do potentially millions on this, and as many people as we can get there to come and listen to some very interesting speakers who are going to share their knowledge, everything we've okay. talked about, but also. Um, there will be breakout rooms. So when we talk about the self-help legal, here's how it works. And there will be lots of different ways to do it. Um, and then people will be around to help folks actually put this into play. The other part is you gotta, you gotta get people to know each other, right? It's, it's the people in uniform who enforce the laws, whether that's military or whether that's civilian. There is no law without law enforcement. So if those people become our friends, colleagues, family, and they understand what's happening, Mm -hmm. if their kid got poisoned, Mm -hmm. if their wife took the shot, they're going to be on our side because some things are right and some things are not. Right. All of this medical martial law is illegal. It's again, it's a crime against humanity by itself. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. it doesn't matter what Tedros Anon says. It doesn't matter what Joe Biden says. If there's no law enforcement, there is no law. We can take our country back at the city, county level, and we must do so. Mm-hmm. Without the states, vis-a-vis the Tenth Amendment to our Constitution, there is no federal government. Where are all the problems coming from? They're coming from our federal government. They're coming from the NGOs, right? The WHO, the UN, the OECD, 
we can invalidate them and we must. Unless, unless they get enough of an army, I'm using that term loosely, to enforce. And, and it goes to an anecdotal story with my good friend, Dr. Pete Chambers, who's a Green Beret flight surgeon. Incredible he hero. Actually, yeah. He is. And, and he was uh, pulling guard duty. He was deputized as, as a sheriff or mm-hmm. a sheriff's deputy. He was mm-hmm. down on the border protecting it in Texas. And I said all of this to him. And he said, you know, Todd, at the end of the day, these are humans, too. Let me tell you about, you know, I saw little girls come across the border. Mm-hmm. I separated them from the kidnappers. You know, we went and dealt with the kidnapping guys. And we took care of the girls. And he said that there was an E-7 sergeant that saw the way that he handled it. And he said, you know, um, Colonel Chambers, that was me. I was a kid. I walked across this border with my mom. And here I am protecting our border. These wow. are humans coming across mm-hmm. that border. They mm-hmm. have the same vested interest in the survival of our species as we do. Mm-hmm. If we can educate people, help them understand this is Lucifer against God. Not all of those people coming across the border are bad people. And there's a lot of good people. And you might have even heard the, the Democrats are freaking out because many of the South Americans coming are actually Trump supporters. It's not about <laughs> Trump. This no, but I know Trump. what you this mean. About, they're, yeah, it, yeah, they're this, aligned in their values. Irrespective yeah. of politics. Yeah. Right. Politics has nothing. We are now in the fight for the survival of our species. If we can't unite on that basis, we might as well end it. You better you better believe it. Exactly. I mean, like you said, it's not Democrat or Republican. It sincerely is. They've all sold us out. Uh, it's time to That's stop right. thinking. All of them. Uh, there is a little bit of a division in terms of on the dark and the light side. You do. I'm sorry, but you do tend to see more progressives, left wingers, oh, no. the more They're the leaning more toward honest. communism. Right. Yeah. And sort of they're just more honest, doctor. The, it, I have to give the Democrats at the liberal side that some credit because yeah. they never hid what it was they were trying to do. Right. But you look at the rhinos. They lied to us. They acted like they were on our side and they didn't. They sold us out. Those are traitors. Right. Those are more dangerous because they pretend they to be on your side. You know, it's it's why I have a little little, you know, non sequitur, but not really. It's kind of why I'm I've got very high antenna for the 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 whole when I say frontline doctors, I mean anybody who's had a voice yeah. with any level of expertise, whether it's MD, PhD, whatever we're doing, uh, not even just about the degrees, but uh, I have very sensitive antenna to changing narratives, shifting yes. syntax. Is that person really on our side? I've taken a little heat for it. I've taken some threats, uh, but I I think it's really important. People say, Doctor Jane, stop being sure divisive. Is. You know, there's nothing more dangerous, I've said to them. Don't worry about divisiveness. Learn to discern between divisiveness, causing right. divisiveness, and actually creating protection so that we don't get infiltrated too badly and get sabotaged. Uh, but you there, are there, so right. there are people in this sort of effort that we're, I'm going to call it an effort, not a movement, that it are is. It is here for harm, to slow it down, That's right. to confuse. Yes, and, and, and probably paid to do so. Um, and, and look, what you're doing and, and your principles couldn't be more important. It's actually the only way we get out of this is truth. Political correctness is nothing but a bunch of lies. We abdicated our own responsibilities by allowing those lies into our lives and adopting mm. them. Right. Um, a, a person born with a male genitalia. I'm sorry, it's a guy. You know, if, if you didn't right. have those parts, it's a girl. We allowed that to invade our lives and we adopted those lies ourselves. And until we get past that, we are stuck here. So I admire you. I love the fact that you have your principles. And if somebody lies to you, they're not trustworthy. It's really that simple. You don't have to guess twice. 
You know, no, one line you doesn't you know who they are. You don't. I'll tell you, I spent 10 years in D.C. and people either loved me or they hated me, but it was always for the same reason <laughs> because I, I they always knew what they got and I wasn't going to compromise. Right. And you have Good to compromise you. in D.C. if you're going to make it politically, but I wasn't in there politically. I was. Yeah, you know, none of us are going to make it politically. <laughs> none of I know. We're going to have to reconstruct uh, politics. You know, we have a, we have yes. a few minutes, uh, four or five minutes left, and I want to get back to uh, – what what uh where can people go to actually learn more Good. about the work you've done right and sure. uh, that you've put together so they can there's a lot to take in especially in a, in an entire there show is. and they can go back and watch it again but but let's let's where can they go what can they do and sure websites so it, um vax choice which you already mentioned vaxchoice.com and we now have channels on cloud hub on bitshoot and i believe rumble but if you go to that website you there are daily updates and and one of the things you said is actually really important is that the narrative has never changed that site's been up for a couple of years now mm. and nothing has changed we've been saying the exact same thing the whole time including a criminal complaint that was created um and 20,000 of them downloaded and filed that, that criminal complaint is still valid. All of the self-help legal documents that are there, the symposium on October 6th at 3 p.m. will be conducted on Clout Hub through Vax Choices channel. Um, and all of the self-help legal documents with, with uh, experts, people that you can talk to, are going to be there at the same time. But you don't need to wait. You can go to Vax Choice right now and start looking. It's not all the best organized, but we're working on it. How did um, you make sure that the speakers at this thing – on October 6th are not controlled opposition. The exact same way you do, right? We just do the best we can mm -hmm. with what it is we have. And we, that's we a good question. <laughs> well, it is a good question. And you discern, but a lot of these people, in fact, all of them really, but one I've worked with very closely over the last two years. I've, yeah. I've learned to trust them. I'm in the, in the circle of trust. Yeah. In the circle of trust. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, so you are, I want to leave you the last couple of minutes. You you are uh, believing that we will overcome this. Uh, do you think this will go yeah. across a couple of generations, or is it going to? It can't. It okay. cannot. It won't. It won't this last. This must we, be undone. We won't survive it. Okay. We we have one shot at this, doctor, and we either rise up as humans and we take our planet back, or we don't. This is a do or die mission, and and it has to be dealt with in in months and years, not decades. Yeah. I like what you described Russia is doing. Uh, you know, there's no wonder they are touted by the left as the big bad, you know. Yeah. Uh, how, how do, how will we ever connect, um, you know, with those tribunals? I mean, will we yeah. just use it as a model? Are we going to connect with well, them at some point in the future? We will. If you look, Russia's got the strongest economy on the planet right now because they have resources everybody wants them. Everybody else has destroyed their own countries in furtherance of the World Economic Forum's plan. Vladimir went to that school, and instead of going along with it and destroying his own country, he thought, no, I mean, let's not do that. So my, my point in telling you that is the whole rest of the world is imploding, and now he's, he, he's cleaning up the pieces. They will be the dominant power in a very short period of time like the United States used to be. What about China? China's an open end, right? We just don't know. Um, but there seems to be an agreement between China and Russia, um, and, and they seem to be leaving each other alone. 
it's the unknown quantity. But if you look at it this way, any competition is good. Where we run into problems is when there's one person at the top of this power structure because it's unlimited power. So if China's competing and Russia's competing and all these other countries, the BRICS, Brazil, India, Russia, China, if they're competing, that's a good thing. It must happen. So So I encourage China. Rise up, do the same. So Putin was able to escape or avoid getting flipped? He fooled him. Okay. He well, that's pretty smart. He, you know, he, was a, he was a KGB officer, right? He, when he was in the KGB, as a matter of fact, it was his last year. So he went to the World Economics Forum School for, for Young Leaders. Oh, he was trained in all of But he didn't things. become one of them, you're saying? I think he played them as though he was and went hmm. all the way up to these last steps. And then you might remember when he handed the, the soccer ball to President Trump. And he says, now the ball is in your court. Mm. I think that was the signal that we're not going along with this world de- demolition. We're not going along with the economic form. And frankly, I have suspicion that, that she may be in very much the same way. China's holding on by a thread. They have a 25% hole in their balance sheet from their property overvaluation. It all went bankrupt. They're not in, in a position to fight anybody right now. So put that That's out of your head. Good, good, good. Um, the, yeah, so I think, I think competition returns, and competition is what – our, yeah. our society's built on. It's a good thing. We need more of it. Todd, thanks for the hope. Thanks for the, uh, yeah. all the great information. We've got to, we've got to close. Um, but I really appreciate all of your information. It's just, it's all Likewise. verifiable. It's all, a lot of it's in the public domain. And, um, I just, you know, I look forward to you coming back maybe in a couple of weeks and we can see where we are there. Love I'm sure you. you're going to have more information, but you're the best. I really. No, I'd love to. Thank you for all the collaboration, you. doctor. You've just been instrumental in this fight. Thank you so much, Todd. So welcome back to the second hour of Radio 5G to be, well, we're pre-recording it, but it'll play on October 26, 2022. My name is Nancy Hopkins, and with me is Mark Joseph. Um, Mark, I, I was really, I've never taken as much notes as I have on an hour show. There were so many things that they covered in that one hour that it was like, uh, you know. Um, so why don't you, where do you want to start with it? Right, because I, um, I think it was maybe almost, so th- this, this thing was, was recorded or posted on Rumble September 28th. So it's almost a month old. So you remember the, at least maybe you haven't heard, but the, the quote of the speed of science, right? We had to move at the speed of science, Operation Warp Speed. So in uh, as much as this is a good clip, um, I do like to reverse engineer of, um, so you, you type in the term, um, what is it, homoborgenesis, right? Let's say on uh, brave.com, and you get this, uh, let me type it in here. You get this thing from, uh, what is it, lead stories or something that says there's no such word of that in any NASA document. You know, fair enough. <clears throat> I couldn't find it. But if you go into, oh, what document is that? Um, I'll have to, to quote it later. Oh, yeah, here it is. So this is an actual document, Future Strategic Issues forward slash Future Warfare circa 2025. So I think I brought this up to you or maybe on the Shungite show two years ago. So I this was a deep a presentation reviewed by Celeste Solem uh, back in 2020, I think, uh, on 
uh, advanced warfare. So and a lot of it moving towards, you know, EMFs, DEWs, nanotech. And so, you know, you, these these sites trying to debunk, there's no such term. There is a term if, if um, who was who was documenting this? Uh, it, it's, it's from some fiction novel. There's a Substack that's mentioning. Oh yeah, baileywicknews.substack.com. Um, Homo board Genesis update correction. So uh, Baileywick is uh, B-A-I-L-I-W-I-C-K, um, and and that, that's where the term came from. But as far as being a NASA document, apparently not, because if you go to nasasearch.nasa.gov, type in the word, it nothing comes up. Um, okay. First off, where are you getting this NASA connection? In this, the tape we just played, it wasn't stated that way. Uh, Todd Callender, he said that this is, he says we're using this term because this is what they've been using for a while. He, I didn't hear him cite anything about NASA. Did you see someplace else where the reference was that NASA was the originator of it? Um, I'm just going off the, this, this, uh, um, Bailiwick News uh, Substack. Um, I checked, so let me read it. This is from October 8th. I checked it in with Calendar after posting a request the source of the term. The correct spelling is Homo Borg Genesis, so B O R G I E N S I S. The term wasn't created by NASA or DOD or any other government. It's not as far as I know used in relevant government or NGO reports. It's from a uh, 2014 essay, Requiem for Humanity, by um, author Elba Thompson. And uh, what was it? Um, governments and NGOs do refer to hybrid organisms such as cyborgs and augmented humans, and then she lists some references. But that, that's where I wanted to go with that. Um, and then so there was that article that they did post in the visual on Rumble, Genetic Warfare, Superhumans, and the Law. And that, that is an actual document on the archives.law.ntcu.edu. But if you just type the, the, that term in, that, that paper, it, it should come up easily. Um, so regarding that future strategic issues, future warfare, I mean, there's tons of details about um, the nanotech thing, which is all the rage now after uh, Karen Kingston's second presentation with, with uh, Adams posted um, Friday last week. So in regards to... He, it, he did another one because our last show was hers, but he's done another one with... Um... Kingston did, yes. And, and, and she was on Stu Peters um, Friday or Thursday. Yeah. And so, and, and she did commentary on that whole uh, Boston uh, COVID new bioweapon thing. And so it all goes back to nanotech. So I want people to check out Tony Pantoloresco, who's been fighting this for 13 years. He doesn't get enough credit. And you guys barely mentioned him in other shows. And I understand he's very material as opposed to energetic and consciousness and poo-poo shunga, you know, it's fair enough. But he has tools and a perspective that does help and work. Uh, <clears throat> so let, let me go over my notes here. Um, so he did reference a NASA paper, 2001 paper on fifth generation warfare. I couldn't find that. Did you find that? No, I've got it written down, but I didn't have time to look for it. Yeah, I mean, when you find it, please post it in the show notes. Well, it um, may be taken down. You know, just because you can't find it now doesn't mean it doesn't exist. Right. Uh, at least images. Or, I mean, I'm just posting what I can find close. Like, people can check out Celeste Solom. She's been talking about this for years. Um, she did a recent interview 
uh, let me see. And while I'm looking for my notes, uh, one of the supplements she recommends for brain regeneration is choline, C-H-O-L-I-N-E. So I'm going to go back to subscribing in her membership to find out what it, which exactly she's recommending. So maybe that's something you can check out <clears throat> um, as far as like expanding your, your toolbox, because that's what we're here to do. Um, can't see my notes now. So I like these other things, too, because there's also the rumor in regards to the tape we just played. Uh, that the Dr. Rubio was talking about these these things that are. Like what's going to happen, you know, these there's certain things being done before midterms and then after. So one of the rumors is return of lockdowns and mandates. So, Nancy, what's being done about these um, supposed laws that, of forced inoculation with desivir and, and ventilators that is it still in the books? Is it still out there? I'm not hearing you. Muted. Um, yeah, not as I don't know. Yes, I said think so, um, but I don't know for sure because because you get different. I've heard yes, it is. You know, it isn't that the Santas just signed something into effect that will cause. Uh, well, I think she mentioned it that will will require the um, protocol to be used. Um, I don't know. I do know that. There's fight back happening. Okay, she goes. She says in the uh, in the interview that DeSantis signed in this bill that will require the protocol used to kill people uh, be mandatory in the state of Florida. Now, uh, Todd Callender said to her, "It's follow the money. I bet there's I bet it, there's uh, pharmaceutical Pfizer behind it." And then she comes back and somebody had done the research and she was told that Pfizer had spent a whole bunch of money and gave it to a political pack. But and, and DeSantis was given money out of that pack. Now, that doesn't that's not a direct, you know, kind of connection. I'm not happy with the fact the bill was this bill was signed. I saw it coming before it happened. I'm in Florida. I was watching it. Um, But at the same time, he's got the Surgeon General of Florida was just interviewed by Steve Peters, Sue Peters. And it was over this. They've just made it mandatory or you can't give. Geez, I wish I had the thing in front of me. Um, It's like. The age group from, I don't know, 18 to 40-something should not be getting these these shots. It will not be mandatory that the children get the shots. Uh, That's the state of Florida saying, no, we're not going to uh, follow the CDC. And they kind of touched on the law. The law says the CDC can make a a law or recommendation, uh, but the states can say, no, we don't want to go along with it, that they have that freedom, which I they would under the Constitution, or, uh, for sure. So um, how many states, you see, it's not just the what the CDC is saying, it's uh, what are the states saying, too. And in this last case, uh, the uh, Surgeon General of Florida said, you know, no, we're not going to do that. So it's very complicated when you get into the laws and, you know, why was something passed? 
you know, was it a was it just a strategic move? They lie to us on both sides, lie to you all the time. They can't let the other guy know what they're really thinking. It's a very, let's say, precarious position we're in. <laughs> so um, did you have something else you, you you had going there before you asked me that question? Uh, just to, I mean, highlights around what, what they were talking about. Um, so let me see. Um, Oh, I like that he's referencing the BIS, Bank of International Settlements, uh, settlements. Um, so that, and then we had played um, the Patrick Wood, Catherine Fitz um, tape weeks ago. So it, it's good that it, it people recognize and it goes back to them. Um, let me see. Uh, yes, yeah, so we're seeing this whole thing of the order out of chaos, destroying the old system to create new. And, and so Catherine Fitz has mentioned that of, of this this whole. Um, the cycle of resets. Uh, uh, she, if you go to her site, Solari, she, there's a cool thing about interesting about plague laws and how these are used to do these the, these resets over um, the centuries and how how these these people um, plan these things. And then, and I, I, an interesting highlight that the counter was saying was that because we are at war, military tribunals are going to be needed, and. Um, I know I'm a little bit all over the place, but he was recently on SGT Report, free podcast. <clears throat> um, the gallows await them. Uh, Attorney Todd Catalander talking about um, the crimes of CDC and Big Pharma. So that just came out yesterday. And he was also recently on John B. Wales, October 8th <clears throat> on Rumble. So if you put his name in and then search, he, he gives some updates about what we're talking about. Um, now, at around 40 minutes, they were talking about the swarm model of attack, of being attacked by all sides. And um, having played tapes by uh, Dr. Merritt, and, and she's referenced the um, Chinese book, Unrestricted Warfare, uh, we un under also understand this is multidimensional and, and asymmetrical. And in my studies in, as a kid, in interest in you know, dangerous material like, like black magic and what have you, uh, there's an essay on the invisible war and I, I suspect that was partially written by michael aquino who was in army psyops back in the early church of satan days because it it, it structures whether warfare poisoning the food all of this that's i mean you know obviously happening for decades and so um again like how do we get up to date with this what can we share to people uh the the kingston the new one people can go to brighton it's also on on, on rumble and so my focus as far as solutions, um, antiparasitics. So you go to drleadmerit.com. She has a free PDF on the different kinds of antiparasitics you can get. Uh, her, her number one um, recommendation is nitazoxanide, N-I-T-A-Z-O-X-A-N-I-D-E. That's again in her website, the, the free PDF. And fenbendazole, which you, she said you can easily get at any farm supply stores. Now, when I took ivermectin, I bought the horse paste, and immediately the next day I was able to, because I, I have a um, sugar issue, and um, I had Penny Kelly do a, um, a health scan of me about like a month ago. People can actually hear that. Um, on, I think I think it's on Odyssey and BitChute. She does these call-ins where people can get scanned and what's wrong with you. Of course, a lot of people have parasites. They need more exercise, so I, I the ivermectin helped curb my um, uh, sugar craving, so that helped. 
Um, let's see what else in, in the, yeah, the swarm model. So again, this, this thing with, it, it, it's interesting how you have the macrocosm and microcosm. Okay, let, me, let me interrupt you for a second yeah. and thinking you're going to go to the swarms. Um, scalar energy, okay, the rife, the rife concept of scalar energy. We talk about it on a lot of the other programs. But Walt has the, the system that can put out a wave. And I just found this out. We were talking about somebody else, and he was explaining that the about the thousands, I mean, I'm talking like there's over 4,000 different frequencies that can be put into a scalar wave, which is an energy wave that then is can be focused on you so that you're inside that that scalar wave. I know it sounds like voodoo, it's not, it's science. But you can be inside that scalar wave getting exactly the frequency that you need to fight this, that, and the other thing. But apparently over the, you know, the time since Rife did his original work in the 30s, the newer, more advanced equipment and science and the people that are, are really into this, this information have got like a whole slew of anti-COVID uh, energies, the things that fix the, the vaccines. And I said to Walt, I said, so you could put somebody in a scalar field that will negate the negative, negative aspects of, the, of, the, uh, of everything they put into it? And he says, yes, according to the science. So you can get a hold of uh, uh, Walt, just message him at New Paradigm Tools. That's newparadigmtools.com, uh, dot net, excuse me, dot net. And just message him um, and tell him, you know, that you're interested in, in um, talking about a scalar session and tell him what you want it for. But as far as a treatment, um, I believe in energy more so than chemicals. And I think that, you know, if I was in that situation, I definitely would give that a try. So just uh, I, I wanted to throw that in there because you were talking about solutions and now you can go back to talking about the swarm. No, I'm glad you interrupted because this is a, a critical uh, junction. So I, I'm a pretty regular listener of Tony, Tony Petaloresco and he does not recommend um, Scalar and Rife simply because uh, he's had two people die um, uh, when using these things because the at least the frequencies that these people used i don't know if they didn't know what they were doing or not but he constantly brings up this 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 these incidents where the when they were using scalar and rive i don't know which one but it hyper accelerated the adaptation and proliferation of nanotech in the body and that's what caused them to you know what what he was saying that happened so this is critical because karen kingston on friday acknowledged in the patents that the nano can go in and out of the quantum field and who else has mentioned this? Christopher Macklin on Project Camelot that was interviewed at least two, three times. So what you got to do, at least from his perspective, is do a timeline split so that you can isolate the whatever this thing is, this bio nano uh, parasite. And then that's his approach. You know, you got Dr. Merritt's approach uh, with, with the anti-parasitics. Um, another person I recommend is Dr. Ariana Love on Telegram. She offers a multitude of protocols and detox things, chlorine dioxide is another one also that, that uh, Dr. Love recommends and Dr. Lee Merritt, also a uh, biophysicist, Andreas Kalker. So I'm going to address this on Tuesday because 
I don't think that's been talked about that the nano can go in and out of the quantum field, and at least two people have mentioned this specifically. Not Tony, but I, I, I've yeah. talked about it. I've talked about it. That the nanotech does this? Yes, that's that's where the processing is is coming from. Um, obviously, you didn't hear what I heard. Um, no. No, it's, I think it was Kingston that was talking about it. She was talking about the fact that they were using quantum energy uh, in the hydrogel. Quantum dots. Yeah, that's coming up a lot. Okay. All right. So, and I said then, and I'll say now, this is a, a terrible error on the part of the dark side. Uh, I don't know that if they didn't appreciate it or they took a chance that we wouldn't be able to get the message out. But quantum is, yeah. hey, you can't screw with a quantum if you've got a human being whose mind, whose consciousness, whose thought pattern is being propelled by not only scalar, I mean, scalar is the form, but it's quantum. You're accessing the quantum. So all you have to do is say, not, on my, not in my body, boom, gone, because they won't be able to function because you just overrode the quantum signaling simple you know but that takes an act of faith because you don't understand the science i don't have an act of faith here i understand the science so you know but you know there's all these options that you have but what is very very frightening is what they brought up in this tape concerning let me see where it is um okay the you know we we know from Kingston and other people, I mean, so many other people, that the nanotech is uh, able to go to different places in your in your body, depending on the on the programming. Remember, you got nanotech is being programmed. So one of the programs apparently is this ability to take a gene and delete it. And the gene that they find is being deleted is the one that is associated with the frontal cortex. And if that gene is deleted, then what they're finding is that there's a, uh, an atrophied happening in the, the frontal cortex. Now, the, the frontal cortex is where the, I probably, because I, I keep turning my head, let me just put it in front of me here. Um, the cognitive, uh, the, the, your cognitive functioning, okay, is associated with this gene. And when it's not there, then your cognitive ability in the brain begins to just get weaker and weaker. And if, if you don't, your brain and your muscles, everything, you have to exercise them. And if you can't exercise them because it's not even the system is no longer working, then you, that part of your brain shows up and apparently x-rays because they've got a picture of it on the video, which is going to be on the, uh, the show photos. So you might see it there. Um, you have a loss of cognitive ability. You cannot discern. This is with the, with the damage done to the frontal lobe, uh, frontal cor cortex. It's where the executive functioning is in your brain. And if it's not there, you lose your logic. And it's that frontal cortex that separates humans from animals. And what it causes, they didn't use this term, but it came to me when I was listening to it again. It's cause it's cognitive confusion. And that's why you see so many people who 
you, you, you're trying to talk to them and, <clears throat> and they just shut down. It's because they can't. They no longer can function that way. It would be like talking to somebody who has severe brain damage and they can't follow what you're saying. So to me, this is like, wow. Now we've got an answer why some of these people just aren't going to listen to us. Now, those of us that still can listen to us and realize that, as they were saying, this is a Luciferian attack on humanity. And if you get to the point of realizing that, you realize that you're really screwed unless you believe in God. And I keep seeing more and more people get more and more deeply committed to the concept of it's a spiritual war. So in understanding you got a devil that is planning your demise, then you got nobody, you know, what happens when somebody is an atheist until they're about to die and then they scream, oh God, you know, it's that kind of reaching out for the spiritual assistance. And so the great awakening is not just the fact that, oh boy, we're, we're so close to being doomed, it's scary as hell. We're, we are now going like, oh, gee, if there's not a God, we sure need one. And so I'm kind of going to bet on there is a God, and I'm going to start focusing my attention that way. So there is a, 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 a spiritual component to, to what's happening. But as far as the, um, again, I'm saying to you, it's, it's your, you are representatives of God. We are representative of God. But if you don't realize that, you can't be that. And you have to kind of think in terms of what kind of a God do you want to be or do you want? And then just bring in those powers. You want somebody that's compassionate but doesn't get crippled by the, by the compassion. You want somebody that can understand the situation, address the problem, and create solutions. You want people who will listen to other people because the only goal in your own personal existence is to become an enhanced human being. And you can only do that if you learn. So there are a lot of spiritual antidotes for what's happening, as well as the antidotes that are offered all around us, one of them being Shanghai. You know, it's there's just there's too many solutions to the problems. They they can all be overcome, but we've got to believe that and begin to act like that, to imagine what's really happening. Tribunals are happening. There are. It sort of comes down to, you if you want to save the republic, you have to go back to the constitution. To go back to the Constitution gives you the fundamental legal and governmental structures to be able to solve all problems. So, yes, we know that the courts have been infiltrated. Well, we certainly know the the government's been infiltrated. We're not even under a republic anymore. We're working under a corporation. But knowing all that, it just is a matter of going back to the Constitution. 
And there are things that are happening at the judicial level. Certainly there's things happening at the social and cultural level. And there's a great awakening, but it's a great awakening that needs the structure of the Republic and the Constitution in order to follow a path into the future. Uh, I just spent, I don't know, it was probably six hours, maybe more, of watching, I guess it was probably about six hours, of watching a TV series that was produced by Fox, uh, apparently. Um, It was on a different channel. And it's called uh, Lies and Legends, and it was about the Patriots. And they went back and they talked, they they showed you the whole geopolitical scenario, as well as the military scenario, of the uh, creation of America and the revolution that it took to get us here. It was really fascinating because they were focused on the people. So you got to you know, see it from what George Washington was doing, see it from the way that Thomas Jefferson was considering, because he wrote the, de- he wrote the uh, Constitution, the basic format of uh, the de- well, de- Declaration of the Declaration of Independence. And he was very, very taken with the concept of, we're saying all men are created equal. What, equal, what about the slaves? The slaves are the economic power of the South. What do we do there? He owned slaves. So, I mean, there were, there were all sorts of really very intricate spiritual moral questions that were considered in the creation of the Constitution itself. So, I'm just, I'm just pointing out there that the problems that we have, we, we, can, we can easily solve. It's just a matter of like they're talking about, about doing it at the local level. You know, um, the people that go on your school board, the people that represent you, like in my area, we have a commissioner that represents us on the county. And then so you got all these county commissioners. They represent us. But if we're not paying any attention to what they're doing, if we're not participating in choosing who is representing us, then well, what's the point? Because the power is in the power of the vote. You go, well, because they steal the vote. Yes, they do. But now we know. And every time we know what they're doing, there are ways to stop it. So this this next election is coming up in about 16 days. Please, go vote. Vote correctly. <laughs> and I'm not going to tell you how to vote, but vote correctly. But go vote. And if if you know somebody that might not go because they don't have a ride or, you know, reach out to groups that are volunteering to to help people get to the polls, to, um, you know, just work together with others who are in your neighborhood. It, it's, it, it will do much for your soul. I'll tell you that. And that's what I've gotten into. I've talked about it on the shows, you know, that I've gotten to do local very 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 local um political activism so and and i'm not that type of person but every time i do it i feel good about it i feel good about myself but i feel good about the connection i'm making with my neighbors so uh 
it, it's a win-win thing if you do start to to think in terms of I've got to do more. I've got to do more. Now I've said that you don't all all you really need to do is focus on yourself. You know, become the being that you were supposed to be, and everything will fall into into place. But right now, it's an experience, and that experience will help you grow. And that's what we're here to do: experience, learn, grow. Okay, back to you. Uh, well, you know, wait a minute. I want to want to say one one thing here. Um. He mentioned 1994, the Cairo Accords, and he said 196 countries agreed to kill 7 billion people. Now, I was like, geez, I I heard about the Cairo Conference or Accord, Um, but I didn't understand that. So I looked it up and it was like, I just asked for, you know, the Cairo conference, 1994, and I got this quote on Google. I used Google just because it was I did that. it was a real thing that they probably are behind if it means, you know, and it is because listen to how this sounds. The Cairo conference moved population policy and programs away from a focus on human numbers to a focus on human lives. It put the emphasis where it should be. Now, get that? It put the emphasis where it should be on improving the lives of individuals and increasing respect for their human rights. Well, okay then. Except that they decided, uh, you know, 7 billion people needed to die to be able to do this. That that's stark evil, right there, Mark. <laughs> Are you there? Yeah, I thought you were gonna keep reading. No, I, I just wanted to point that out. You know, this is how evil it is. Seven billion, and what do they think right now? It's uh, twenty million have been died from the COVID directly. I think that's the number. And many hundreds of thousands of, uh, you know, uh, variant, uh, what do they call it? Side effects. Adverse reactions. That's what they call it. Um, I don't know if this is the same document, but Catherine Fitz interviewed uh, Jacob Nordengard. I'm probably saying that wrong, but he has a uh, global COVID book coming out soon. Um, he has interviews on on uh, YouTube also, but and and Catherine mentioned this in 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 your membership that there was an exact document, and this is in the book. I don't know where exactly because it's not. It's I don't even know if it's out yet. That showed a quota of each state for depopulation, like and it almost matches what's happened the last um, almost three years. So I actually want to find that. Um, I mean, she does, uh, Catherine does financial rebellion once a week with Children's Health Defense. Um, it could be mentioned there, but, you know, and, and I like to go back to what she says of what's happened, you know, since 2020, that it's it's more than the equivalent of dropping two nuclear bombs with destroying the middle class. So, um, 
you know, from what you're saying, it sounds like you think midterms are going to happen. I'm kind of in between. It's it'll be interesting what will take place. And then we're in false flag season two. <clears throat> not not at the actual season, but but. Um, let me go back to my notes here. I, I like in near the end of the interview where. Um, and, and Dr. Jane talked about this in her uh, um, what do you call it? Uh, telegram that truth seeking is not divisive. We're calling up people like Malone, um, and and she called up McCullough because he's recommending a couple, um, like definitely a, the Pfizer pill in this protocol. Like, what is this about? And so they have these these doctor group talks, and then she was, um, I think, pulled out from from one of those things. Uh, who who is this woman? Dr. Jane Ruby. Oh, Jane Ruby. Oh, okay. Yeah, so, um, I mean, uh, I know we get tired of the terms like controlled opposition and, and, and psyops, but I listened to Jay Dyer's presentation re uh, recently on Ben Not Video last week about the Fabian Society and how they had a lot of these, these quote-unquote heroes uh, in their pocket, Churchill and Gandhi. And what is the Fabian Society about? All of the worst stuff that's happening now. So, you know, just be, I mean, it, to me, it's all about utilization, utility, what's consistently useful, what produ produces consistent results. Um, so, you know, definitely, I mean, you're never going to agree 100% what anybody says, you know, one person. So just take what's useful and share it and have a good discussion. And so we can raise the frequency and quality of, of all of this. Um, yeah, well, so, so that, yeah. that's one of, that's one of the things that you know we've talked about the fact that okay the question is is always who is it behind who is it who is it who is it because it's that boogeyman we don't really know because you got all these people that are just working for the boogeyman but who who's the boogeyman even if you identify the boogeyman you got to be careful there's not another boogeyman that it you know is there it all comes back to your own personal discernment and your personal ability to energetically read the game board. Because if something doesn't feel right, if somebody says something to you, it doesn't feel right. It's like, you know, uh, Ruby made a mention about Trump and, you know, she was over the fact he didn't understand. And that's a reference to, I suspect, the vaccinations, because from the get-go, Trump has um, promoted vaccinations. And that, as soon as he, the first time he did it, I, I, you know, I was like, uh-oh, uh-oh. Um, and I still don't get that negative. It's like, okay, yes, he is, but he may, maybe they know something that we don't know. And she's kind of over that. That's why she's so she's taken a lot of I think her frustration of Trump on uh, out on DeSantis, but we don't know. And so sometimes you're gonna you know hear something that somebody says to you that just doesn't ring true. Just sit back on that. Just sit back on it because it, it, if you if you you're not feeling you know really positive because your mind is saying gee I'm not sure that's true, um, and your stomach isn't telling you or your other senses your spider senses telling you that no it's it's not true 
Um, and you, you don't don't make don't make the decision because of what your brain is telling you. You know, just let it go. Just let it sit there. Don't make the decision. Just well, we'll have to look at this one and see what plays out. But if you feel like, oh, I don't think that's true, you feel it. You don't have any reason for doubting it, or maybe you do, but you're you you're, you're engaged in feeling like that's not true. Then mark that as something to really pay attention to. So, yeah, there there's all sorts of telltale signs. It's like, uh, well, Malone, Malone was uh, in the pharmaceutical company companies for a long time. Came out, started talking the jargon. We're talking, oh, they're terrible, and it's a spiritual war, and we got to do this and we got to do that, and you know, all of a sudden now he's got little indicators. But I'll tell you, from the moment I looked at that man. I did not trust him. I couldn't give you a reason for it. It was my feeling. I don't trust this guy. So it's a it's a complicated thing we're trying to navigate. And my best advice to everybody is use your woo-woo senses, your spider senses. And, you know, again, just be very, very aware that maybe this person is not the person I think they are. And um, go from there. Yeah. Um, so back to this thing on GMO humans, uh, I recently got Elena Dinant's book, um, The Cedars. And it also in listening to other people, it, it's like, when was when were humans not GMO? Right. Uh, the popular thing is to go back to times of the Anunnaki and, and that whole mythology and, and story. Um, you know, I mean, you get this big rise in Christianity, but then you feel, OK, where did these rituals come from? Uh, like, for example, baptism, I forget where the reference is, but that's a reptilian ritual. You know, if you want to believe in those or, or, or at least as a construct that. You know, look, look where these things are originating uh, as a former Catholic. Like, I, I really like Kevin Annette's um, inter recent interviews and, and presentations. Like, oh, yeah, these people are, are <laughs> you know, to keep, you don't get to that high position, whatever it is, unless you've done some of the craziest stuff. Um, you know, Halloween season. Okay, check out the Vatican and the child sacrifice, and then there are different circles and orders that they have there you know, for actual wickedness. It, it's crazy. So he was on Sarah Westall recently and has been on there a lot. And, um, you know, you look at these things, you know, spirals within spirals, right? Uh, it's okay. As like you said, the boogeyman, what's before that? What's before that? So we're seeing these kind of things as, as not just interdimensional, but maybe off world. And then you, you get these things in, in the Marvel, you know, comic book movies of the multiverse, right? And I actually recommend um, the Black Adam movie that just came out over the weekend. I mean, I'm, I'm a fan of that kind of mythology and uh, <clears throat> resurrecting some of the abilities, you know, that that's dormant. Um, Russians are, are familiar with this in terms of their own uh, um, uh, findings, like Peter Garyev in DNA and um, what do you call it? Genetics and frequency. So 
there's a doctor who Dr. Rima Labo interviewed. She has a uh, Rumble channel, um, Dr. Anna. If you go there and, and she has a Substack where really interesting take on how to reverse the um, shots, which is you just resurface back your original blueprint and you can do that through frequency and, and, and uh, DNA. Uh, I've taken matrix energetics and, and they've done these kinds of exercises for decades of, of using parallel universes, um, time travel through your consciousness. And it's a lot of playful kind of, um, uh, uh, what do you call it? Exercises, which, um, they're, uh, They've done recent uh, webinars, so people can check out the intro one. And, and the books are available in, in, in the library. So the, like going back to your, your saying spiritual what, warfare. What, what, what would they hmm? search under? What would they search under for that information? Just type in oh, Facebook, um, Matrix Energetics, uh, and then um, YouTube also. There, there's some previews about what to expect. But this goes back again to consciousness wars of what you're talking about. And, and narrative wars of Ed Dowd, that that's where the battlefield is, um, information. But to me, it, it's the qualitative aspect is what's the best applicable, you know, I mean, obviously each person's different. So, so um, yeah, hopefully we can expand more on, on this in, in the Shungite show as far as uh, um, armoring up in, in multiple layers. So, uh, yeah, let's get that going. Um, let's see what else here as far as notes go. Oh, so as far as um, 45 and, and, you know, people getting him, getting, getting on him on, on Operation Warp Speed. So he did recommend a lot of alternatives initially. One of them was chlorine dioxide. And of course, the big pharma-owned media was, was um, poo-pooing him on, on, like, you're recommending bleach? Like, okay, <laughs> you know. Uh, it, it, it's the, this connection of military, media, and medicine, right? And and so I highly recommend people check out, um, and I sent you this as an audition for 5G, is um, Sasha Latipova, L-A-T-Y-P-O-V-A. She was interviewed in Rumble Children Health Defense Canadian Canada chapter and did a presentation in um, the the Corona that, that Filmic used to be part of, Corona Committee, of um, these shots being... Uh, WMD, Weapon of Mass Destruction, and um, that it's all being run by DOD, which is also Department of War. Remember, they like to switch things, uh, Center of Disease Control, Population Control, like it's that inversion ritual again. So well, he, he got into that. Um, that's a good thing to just touch on, because he said that under the authorization, Emergency Authorization Act, it put the health department under DOD, Department of Defense. And took it out from underneath the CDC. So I found that to be, oh, wow. That, you know, yes, I saw that happen, but I wasn't focused on it. So the Emergency Authorization Act was when it went under DOD. Just a, an aside. Go ahead. Sorry. Right. So um, Ladipova was the one that, that detailed that because she's done R&D for um, a lot of the big pharma. And so... You know, the, the big three, what do you call it? Um, Pfizer, Moderna, what's the third one, J&J? &J? Uh, they're just front, fronts. So why is it like um, all of the other pharmaceuticals haven't been talking about going off on these three, right? 
oh, because hundreds of pharmaceuticals were also involved. And so she talked to Dr. Jane Ruby, so check that out. And her recent one, which was what, a week ago, was with the CHD from Canada, trying to find the, the one as far as that's more shareable is the Corona Committee, um, what do you call it, presentation. Actually, the, the Dr. Ruby um, interview also had the slide presentations of how these are DOD weapons, <laughs> you know, just go figure. Like my alarm bells were, were screaming back in late 2020, 2021. And now I know why. And, and all of these like um, my occultic friends and these, these consciousness technology people who just ignored or like were whatever about these shots. It's like these things have been going on for what? You know, Birth of Modern Medicine, Rockefeller. And you just compare people who didn't get shots and did the homage to, peop to people in reg quote-unquote regular society. It's pretty clear. Um, there was also an interview with Dr. Russell Blaylock on children's health defense. People can check out an update on this. So to me, it, it's this whole thing of water seeking its own level in stratification. And again, uh, uh, not being divisive, but there are those who are awake and those who are asleep. And that, that's a choice. Right? So, yeah, that, um, it, to me, it's, as far as decentralization is, what's shareable, what's simply applicable to give the people, right, who, who want to hear, open to hearing it. And um, we do that with food. I mean, I, the, the choline, shungite, right? Um, I like doing the, uh, you can do different things with the powder, you know, put on people's cars. Like there's different ways to assist people without even them, as long as you do it for them, not so much spoon feeding, but, you know, and then they can come around to their own as their battery wattage life force expands. Nancy? Um, <clears throat> thank you for that. The, um, a, a couple of other things that, that were, were brought out was the, idea that there is no law to protect genetically engineered humans. Now, it was a little bit far-fetched in my mind because the essence of them is still original human. You've just made, it'd be like, you don't have any human rights because your arm just got taken off or something. I, I thought that was weak, but I thought there would be a lot more laws concerning gene cloning and all that. Because I remember as a young person, when this st first started coming out, Dolly the, la the lamb, was the lamb? No, what? Dolly the, I forget what she was. Kyle? Yeah, that's it. That's it. Something like that. I think it was like a sheep or something. Right? It must have been Dolly the sheep. Um, that was, was mind-bending. And there was a tremendous amount of moral conversations going on. Is this even morally correct? So I kind of assumed that, okay, they're they're at least addressing that, and there's probably laws. I was stunned to find out there's no laws whatsoever. Uh, that that was really like, okay, uh, this is this is not good. <laughs> that there's no laws. Um, as far as it, its name, I don't care if it was named by 
you know, calendar himself. A new homo borg genesis. Because isn't that what we what what the borg is? I mean, yes, it's the creation out of out of imagination, is it? Because I'll tell you, it came up in the um, in the uh, Star Trek generations. That was where you first. Well, I guess there might have been something back in the original, but it was Genesis that, that you got the new generation that you got this uh, concept of a Borg. And up until that point, I was I was a real devotee of of the the series, but when they started talking about Borg, I couldn't handle it. I couldn't watch it. And I talked to a lot of my friends. We all had the same kind of, you know, oh, no, 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 no. Um, I thought that was interesting, especially nowadays, because I, I think about it and I go, did we have some kind of a precognitive knowledge or a remembering that the Borg is real? You know, it's not something that's imagined. It's real. And this is a way of trying to tweak our imaginations to get to the point that we can even recognize it because I having written fiction um, you know a lot of it I just would make up stories in my head but I, I I like to delve into the to the fictional the creation of a fictional story because <clears throat> it seems to connect me to that creative point in, in, in any individual where it's like I was being told the stories more than my mind was engaging with creating the stories. And I've wondered since then, is it something that happens when people think they're making stuff up, and but they're really kind of like just listening to a story and write it down, you know, like, oh, yeah, this is kind of interesting. And boom, you've got a fiction or somebody start, suddenly begins to think about. I wonder if I did this, this, and this, could I do that? And, you know, that comes to you. We don't really know where this creative energy comes from that makes us see something in a totally different way. But when you see something like the Borg and you have a physical reaction to it of getting sick, there's a lot more into that. Because that was my reaction. I'd get nauseous every time they'd start doing a Borg thing. <clears throat> and so you, you you got that kind of like warning system going. And I mean, I just can't believe we're, we're in this situation. It was like, no, Todd said to, to, to Jane Ruby, you know, no, it's not something they have to fear. It's already here. <laughs> it's happening. You know, we got to understand it. It is happening. It's not something that, you know, is a story that might happen. No, it is happening. So um, <laughs> what more can we say? You know, I mean, it's just like each individual has to become, in my opinion, just, you know, all they can become. And you cannot even grasp where you can go with this. And that's what's going to save us. The dark side underestimated our ability to not only wake up and understand but to actually engage with spiritual powers i didn't think that they i don't think that they anticipated the response of so many people to reach for god oh lord i think i got a problem here can you give me a hand <laughs> you know 
that was the instinct of humanity because we really do in some very very basic way understand that our source is a divine presence of love just creating to experience life but that's me remember i'm not a news broadcaster i am somebody that looks at the news and gives you my own opinion <laughs> and now it's mark's turn to give his opinion we only got right a so i'm i mean couple minutes okay cool so um as far as chlorine dioxide you can get uh, jim hummel's book for free um on uh, in pdf if you just do a simple search and show that to people email uh, definitely get that on hand um uh, celeste solem's um updates are shepherdsheart.life forward slash blogs forward slash news like this one um back in august weaponized chimeric insects for vac vaccines and food her latest interview is Naturally Inspired Podcast on the 18th of this month. Hydrogel and quantum dots being in the food, air, and water. Another reason to have, you know, CDO, chlorine dioxide with you, antiparasitics, portable air filters, shungite, of course, you know. Um, yeah, and just get that out there. Like, things are ramping up. The energy will, too, for the next couple of weeks, post and um, uh, pre-election, so just armor up in many ways but again it, it goes back to connecting to the kingdom within right like what you're talking about love consciousness and mind does ultra matter so quantum touch is another uh, modality that that shows that within minutes you can you can do it and uh, lynn mctaggart has the same approach coming from the heart you know intention life or fo focus um yeah so so and that's where prayer you know connects to prayer so yeah nancy uh, another great show uh, people check out Karen Kingston's latest, you know, she has a sub stack, get connected to that. Um, yeah, let's get it going. Yep, we can do this. Thank you all for being here and um, be safe and be blessed. We'll see you next time. You've been listening to Radio 5G, a production of CosmicReality.com. Thank you for listening.